0: Hello, it's Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness. This is show number 11 of my Get Fit, Stay Healthy podcast, a program dedicated to providing innovative, user friendly, action oriented, and results tested information for your mental and physical well being. Let me ask you a question Did you get enough sleep last night? What is enough sleep? How many of you can get by with less sleep than you know you need? Just too much to get done in a day, right? Well, my friends, getting adequate sleep is serious business. You don't want to mess with your sleep on a long-term basis. The, I don't need much sleep, I can function on five hours a day stuff, is not necessarily something to boast about. Just last week, I was watching a segment on Good Morning America with a heart specialist. She was talking about women and sleep and how we are at a much higher risk for heart attacks when we get either not enough or too much sleep. Her recommendation, seven and a half hours. Under seven is not enough and over nine is too much, she said, and I'll address that shortly. But what does the research say? First of all, overwhelmingly, it shows a strong correlation between gaining weight and lack of sleep. The fewer Zs we get, the fatter we become, it seems. This is probably related to the discovery that insufficient sleep, not getting enough sleep, it whacks out what? Our hunger hormones. Leptin, which suppresses hunger, it drops. And ghrelin, which stimulates our appetite, increases. Oops. Oops. That sounds like a double whammy in a really bad way. Then, of course, if you wake up tired or get tired during the day, you tend to reach for the what? The carbs, starting a vicious cycle. When you're tired, you're less resilient to stress and other common emotional triggers for eating. And when you eat to help cope, you're more likely to choose comfort foods like chocolate, ice cream or chips. And since eating only helps temporarily, you may find yourself reaching for food again and again to try to make yourself feel better or the vicious cycle with a capital C as in caffeine. The more tired you are, the more caffeine you'll consume to stay awake during the day. But the more caffeine you consume, the harder it'll be to fall asleep at night. Oh, my goodness. Studies have shown that consistent sleep deprivation may increase the onset and or severity of age-related issues such as hypertension, memory loss, and diabetes in addition to obesity. According to Eve Couder, Ph.D., professor of medicine at the University of Chicago, the metabolic and endocrine changes that result from inadequate sleep Are you ready for this? Mimic many of the hallmarks of aging. What? What? And there's more. Of course there is. Isn't there always more? Researchers are finding that our brains need sleep more than any other part of our bodies. The hippocampus is important for spatial learning and has the unique ability to generate new brain cells throughout life, a process called neurogenesis, According to Lana Hairston of UC Berkeley and Stanford, sleep plays a role in making sure those new cells can survive, which leads to the obvious conclusion that a lack of adequate sleep could prohibit the cell rejuvenation. Hairston continues that learning new things that require spatial memory keeps our brains young because it increases the survival rate for new brain cells in the hippocampus but not sleeping enough eliminates that process due to the suppression of the neurogenesis. She concluded that long-term sleep deprivation could be detrimental to neural functioning. And it doesn't stop there. Adults who sleep less than they should are more prone to car accidents, depression, and alcohol abuse. Okay, now it's time for a contradiction. So much of this is always contradicted, isn't it? I told you that I saw a heart specialist say that between seven and nine hours of sleep is recommended, with seven and a half being optional, and I believe she was speaking to women primarily. But others say it's not that simple. True, most people need between seven and eight hours of sleep a night, but some people swear they need ten hours, and others swear they only need five I have heard several times that the best way to figure out how much sleep you need is to take a nice long vacation. Did you catch that? Take a nice long vacation. They do exist. And after a couple of days of catching up on your sleep debt, see how many hours of sleep you need to wake up without an alarm clock. And if you often feel like you need caffeine midday to remain functional, that's another sign that you're probably not getting enough sleep. One doctor says over nine is too much, and another says everyone is different. Personally, I slept consistently on a vacation about eight hours and 15 minutes, feeling really rested and waking up on my own. But in the real world, I average seven to seven and a half. And keeping it real here, I am often tired around three-ish. So I'm guessing that I am not getting enough sleep in the current schedule that I keep. Something I need to work on and typing at the computer or watching TV at night certainly doesn't help because the light sends your body the wrong signals. One other thing related to exercise. Properly timing out exercise is a critical part of maximizing the benefits. Vigorous exercise right before bedtime can certainly lead to a poor night's sleep. All the jogging, or weightlifting, or aerobics, or whatever you're doing, won't make up for a night of tossing and turning. Sleep experts recommend exercising at least three hours before bedtime. And the best time is usually late afternoon because body temperature rises during exercise and takes as long as six hours to begin to drop. Because cooler body temperatures are associated with sleep onset, It's important to allow the body time to cool off before bed. And I have seen studies that say optimally late afternoon is the best time for your body for several reasons. Hey, I know how that works. Some of you have to exercise at 545 in the morning. I teach classes at 830 and 9 o'clock in the morning. So do what you have to do. But just keep in mind that some of the research does Indicate late afternoon is better, and certainly don't exercise an hour or two before trying to go to bed. Moving your body, choosing the right nutrients, and now getting adequate sleep. These are not luxuries in our lives, these are necessities. Quiet time before bed, less computers, less television, nice, cool rooms, dark and quiet in a perfect world, right? Listen, I understand. I have kids to get to bed, it's not that simple but if you can use some of those variables to help you get better sleep, then please do. Some researchers even believe that computer screens, fluorescent lights, and TVs cause our brains to think it might be morning or not evening time, prompting the release of cortisol. Don't withhold precious sleep your body needs for repair, to be re-energized the next day, and to stay mentally alert. Let's not add to the aging process and let's support our brains and prevent that hunger switch from being turned on due to lack of sleep. Go to bed. I repeat, go to bed. And if you need some extra motivation, check out my podcast on the benefits of intimacy. I'm thinking that those two sort of go together in a certain way. And before I forget, a very quick trip to the confessional. Don't kid yourself when you buy something for someone else, because you know they love it, and you kind of love it too, but it's for someone else, like your kids or your husband or someone you work with, because if there's any sort of weakness at all with that food, in any shape or form, I think you'll probably end up getting into it. I picked up some treats for my boys at Walmart. Jeez, you know what? They actually have really good prices there. I found myself buying things I didn't need there just because of the prices, sort of the whole Costco phenomenon. Anyway, I uh, added a box of some sort of organic dark chocolate granola bars, Uh, you know, organic dark chocolate, and they had good fiber, but the sugar grams were really outrageous. But I played the justify and rationalize game and said to myself, hey, on the weekend, it's better. It's better than candy. Well, that was just fine and dandy, except I broke into the box the next day to try one and ended up eating three of them because they tasted like candy bars and I just lost my willpower. One regular candy bar would have been better than what I did. Anyway, I know better, but I did it, and I'm sure you know better too. When you have that little instinctive voice say to you, don't do it, you better listen to it. (laughs) Okay, we talked about aging today. And speaking of aging, next segment covers a favorite of mine, a type of training that has shown to slow it down. Hope you're a subscriber by now so you won't miss any of the information-packed segments. Until then, make good choices, set appropriate boundaries, spread some good vibrations in the world, find something to laugh about every day, and please... Manage your stress before it manages you. This is Tina Anderson with Battleground Fitness and Get Fit, Stay Healthy, asking you to do the same.